Hello and welcome. We are live. We're live on LinkedIn. We're live on YouTube. Uh, both myself and Pascal are very excited to be here. How are you, Pascal? Uh, very well, thank you very much. And yes, very excited. Session one of our website best practice webinar series. Yeah, and um, we had the launch last week. Mm -hmm. uh, we've committed to a uh, a series of po of uh, podcast webinars uh, that's going to sort of give you a real good taste of a fantastic brand new program that we've launched uh, that um, we are taking intake from the 31st of January, uh, where we will be um, starting the, the program. We're really excited about it. Yeah, the 90-day website mastery program designed to really show you what it takes to feel proud about your website again and make it work harder for you and your business. So we've got the, um, the this week, we're going to be looking at uh, the first part of this, which is the uh, website um, health check, the, the 2023 website health check. What I, what I was trying to get out, and it wasn't, my brain wasn't quite there, was the website. It's worth mentioning that if you did want to explore further uh, and have a look, the website is the 90 day marketing mastery uh, dot com. Um, and um, we're going to dive straight into the um, 2023 website health check. Is that right, Pascal? Well, absolutely. And I think the timing is, is impeccable because we're going to get to a point where we're going to start to be winding down. We may have some extra time available to us. And the idea today is to give you our top tips about the kind of review and the kind of conversation you should be having with your colleagues and, and beyond about how to get this website to maybe a small, sensible adjustment that can make a big difference for you and your business. And in terms of the other webinars that we've got coming up next week, we're focusing on building trust on your website. Um, and then straight after Christmas, we're going into a, a further three, uh, which will be attracting the right website visitors. That's on the 10th of January. On the 17th of January, we've got converting visitors into inquiries. And on the 24th of January, we've got being proud of your website. Yeah, exciting. And interestingly, uh, we've done this on purpose. This was the flow of the 90-day program. These are pretty much tater sessions, but equally, if you're just attending the webinar, there would be lots of actionable insights and advice in there as well. So we're going to start with the first uh, session, I think. Were you going to share your screen for this uh, segment, or did you want me to um, to to carry on. Do you want to get yours ready and then we'll swap over to yours? Um, yeah, and, um, and, and we're going to talk, you know, as we said about the key things, what's the key things about uh, what are, for a website to work, for a website to not only attract visitors, but to have that experience of engaging and converting. And, and those are the, the key things really. So let me uh, bring up Pascal's screen. No, absolutely. And and what is interesting for me to, to reflect on as um, as part of, um, you know, the preparation for this um, taster session is the reality of, you know, operating in 2023, 2025, and how things have moved on. Next year, we are celebrating 30 years of internet, which is quite incredible. And the, the key message, and I think what you and I want to do with each of those webinars is start with a little um, mindset shift or a little insight, which is this idea of the vast, vast majority of the interest in people using the internet is about convenience, convenience of access to information, convenience of, you know, communicating with the customers. But you've got to be very, very careful because if you go too far down the line of using the tech, Johnny, 
it will be at the expense of meaningful connections. And if there's anything we've learned over the last few years, particularly because of the global pandemic, is that people are seeking out those truly meaningful, um, honest um, connections online. And what we are seeing too much at this moment in time with regard to website in particular is that they are they, they function well, you know, in terms of the the, um, the the tech side, but they don't actually engage people. They don't engender the right emotions and so on. So this is what we want to um, explore throughout this webinar series. How do you actually get it right? Yes, it's convenient because the tech is working, but you are connecting in a meaningful way to establish trust. And when it comes to website performance, there are two spotlights that we want to share with you today. Johnny, you're going to take over and talk about the platform performance. And then soon after, I will be talking about people, the, the visits, but also the 10 most common complaints from website visitors. Yeah, because as you say, it's about the the website has to be built correctly in the best practices, in the best, best way, in the best shape. Um, and that's very important. But then it's about, okay, now thinking of the user and the experience that they have and the, the wording and, and the, the, the journey that you take them on. So you've got to sort of please Google and please all the devices and the tech out there. Uh, but then you've got to really very clearly concentrate on the customer, making it customer centric. So, um, so yeah, those, those are, that's where we are. Um, uh, we're focusing. The, if we look at the platform first, then um, and uh, and focus on that, I guess there's um, sort of three key things really. So it's about the the website experience, and that's about the usability. It's about the technical aspect, and it's about the keywords and the content. So, is the website, um, for example, is it mobile friendly? You know, really simple stuff, but. Does it work well on different devices? And and that's that you know that it, it sounds daft saying that in 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 twenty twenty two soon to be twenty twenty three, but so many websites still they might work on mobile, but they don't consider the size of people's thumbs, <laughs> for example. <laughs> so you know it's 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 just it's really. Uh, it's a crucial thing because Google does not want to give a, a bad experience. And if it's going to rank you high, um, then it's only going to do it if it knows for sure that your website's going to work well. And, and that's sort of a, a real basic. Uh, and it's about understanding um, what should be on that homepage, what should be on that uh, inner page to to responsibly show on a mobile device so in terms of uh, the technical aspect we're talking about speed i mean you know that's really important Every, we all expect things to be absolutely instant um, and if you've got a, a website that is not performing in terms of speed in terms of being fast then that's crucially going to go against you as well and there's some amazing plugins out there now that can just solve some of this very quickly and easily uh, and as long as the the code of the website has been written in a clean way um it's sort of a just plug and play and and you can you can really make big differences but it's about image optimization it's about using content delivery networks um, and it's about being able to serve content instantly worldwide wherever your wherever your user is whatever location they're in it's about being able to give them that content very very quickly and very very easily i've already insinuated about uh, mobile so this is about adapting to the environment it's about being making uh, it 
making sure whatever device that that user is using, whether they're on a Mac, whether they're on Windows, whether they're on a uh, Edge, whether they're on, you know, back in the 90s in an Internet Explorer, you know, some there are some people still using it bizarrely. Um, uh, but whether it be on a phone, a tablet, different type of phone, different, you know, different sizes, it has to work. And it's about understanding the data. It's about understanding um, where your users are using your website, how they use it on the different devices and making sure that it absolutely is responsive and works across different devices. The next part of the equation from a technical point of view, from a platform focusing on the website itself is ultimately, if you want to be found, you've got to think of keywords and you've got to think of the right phrases, the right words, the right questions. There's some quick tips here on the screen in terms of some of the tools that you could use uh, for finding those what we call longer term uh, longer tail keywords. So the phrases people are using, the questions people ask. Uh, but actually that people also ask box, uh, Pascal, you'll be familiar with the people also ask box. When you mm. type a question uh, into Google, Google starts showing you the other questions that people are asking. And actually that's the first place to get ideas from in terms of the questions that you could be asking. So as we said, we're focusing on the platform here. Um, very shortly, Pascal is going to go on to the people aspect of this. But for now, we're focusing on the usability, the technical aspect, the keywords, the content, how to ensure that we've got the best practices in place for the likes of Google, Bing, Yahoo, uh, DuckDuckGo, to even be interested in, you, in showing your website and for devices to be portraying you in, in the best way possible. So the next thing in terms of best practices is about the relevancy and the consistency. So just as a, a really quick example, we're looking at the uh, ASOS website here. We're looking at a skate address. But there's some really simple things that even to this day, websites are still not doing. So making sure that the phrase, the keyword, the product name or the service name, whether you're B2B or B2C, it doesn't really matter. Whatever it is you're trying to promote, you're using it in the title of the page, you're using it in the URL of the page, you're using it in the heading of the page, you're using it in the description. And there's lots of that consistency across the different pages, across the different areas of your website, perhaps creating what we call pillar page content, having lots of pages around that, but making it abundantly clear to the likes of Google what that page is about, what specifically that page is about, and making it clear to the device, to the browser, to the uh, search engine, again, what that page is about, so that the, the right word is shown even just at the top of the screen. Some really, some, some really basic stuff, but actually consistency uh, is key. And then just to uh, round up the platform side of things, where 2023 is seriously heading in terms of have in terms of websites being uh, uniform and conforming to standards is about structuring the data. So it's about having data that's really easy for machines to understand, because unfortunately, it's machines that are displaying these websites and, and deciding how and where and when and how to rank these websites. So it's all well and good having it great for the human, which Pascal's about to focus on and is just as important. But what we're missing out on 
is are we thinking about the machines and the robots? And structured data allows us to be able to tell the likes of Google, tell the likes of uh, of Bing and Yahoo, what this data is about. So what we're looking at on screen right now for people that are watching, people that are joining us, uh, is a Google recipe search. I've done a search for a, a lasagna recipe. And what it shows me straight away is I can see the cook time, I can see the calories, I can see an image of the recipe, the title of the recipe. Uh, I've also got in the screenshot um, some product-rich snippets, so reviews, uh, prices. All of this data is... Uh, has has code wrapped around the content to be to basically say to the search engine look this is what this data is about and this is um and and what we're doing is we're we're basically being able to put that data into the right column of imagine google being a huge excel sheet and making sure that the content is in the right place so just another quick example instead of just having an address on a contact us page wrapped around that address you'll say look google this is a local business this is the official name this is the official postal address this is the official uh, postcode there's lots of different types of structured data um, and so it's about uh, wrapping code around all these different types across your website so whether it be the reviews whether it be the organization so marking up the logo marking up the opening hours uh, marking up whether it's a local business perhaps you've got products marking up the the price the offer the delivery time the uh, the color range etc etc maybe you've got events uh, maybe you put jobs on your website. All of this stuff can be marked up and Google's actively wanting to mark it up. Frequently asked questions. Same as is a really interesting one. And, and, and as is, is thing schema. Thing schema allows us to say, look, this service that we sell is the same as what's being talked about on this Wikipedia page. And what you're doing there is you're really aligning what, what your content is to an official piece of content, because Google does totally trust Wikipedia, and saying to Google, look, we've what we've written about here is cited and talked about on Wikipedia, and, and we want you to relate that content so that you can start trusting us and, and understanding us more. So that's the the, the, the platform side of getting the best practices right and having it really abundantly clear what this is all about um, and so that you can get the best out of the search engines, the best out of the devices, the, the user experience, making it fast, making it easy, making, it, making things clickable, usable, so that what doesn't happen is, first of all, you know, you, you need your website to be seen, but second of all, you don't want that drop-off the moment they get to the website. So I'm going to let uh, Pascal take over now. And we're going to talk about um, the platform, the, the sorry, the people side of things. Uh, is that right, Pascal? Absolutely. So as you mentioned, and thank for the lead up. And also, well done you for sticking to the challenge of talking about the um, platform element of today's discussion within the 10 minute allocated time. <laughs> uh, you and I are more long form content creators. So this is uh, a good, you know, fun to do this webinar series. So thank you very much about the people. Um, I'd like to quickly um, draw someone's attention, if you are watching, obviously, the video version, to the kind of logo struck identity of this program, the 90-Day Website Mastery Program. You will see um, that we've gone for the speech bubble and then together the kind of symbols of a website being visited and linked. The reason why we, we went for that is because Julian and I believe that there should be more conversations within your team, the office, and your industry 
a banned website. We're very aware that the spotlight sometimes is pointing to all social media and all the others. And listen, we are big fans. We are digital marketers after all. But the website is really where the difference can be made for your business. And when it comes to people, for me, you have to go back to relatable information. And the way which I've done that, Johnny, today is to look at what people look for to decide whether or not you're worthy of their time, their budget, and by extension, do you kind of uh, create confidence in what you do? So first impression is going to be something we're going to look at, trust elements, and the calls to action. You could almost kind of turn this into a bit of a customer journey. So if you don't mind the, the rather kind of uh, facile uh, graphics here, we're looking at first impressions, trust elements, and calls to action, almost in, in the order in which someone's going to judge your website and judge whether or not you're worthy of, of their time, their bank extension, whether they can trust you. When it comes to trust impressions, there are three common complaints that I want to quickly go through with you, which you can use as part of your health check today, in addition to the platform health check that Johnny took you through. Trust elements, there are six common complaints I want to get through. And since you know the maps are reasonably easy, then there's one complaint about the calls to action I want to get through. But here's the logic. If you don't get past first impression, you can lose to the tune of 40% of your website visitors. If you don't have enough of the trust elements, you can use, lose another 20 to 40%, which means that by the time somebody is maybe considering getting in touch with you, we've lost so much of that conversion rate. So what can we do? Imagine for a moment that this is what people will complain if they were asked in a survey. Maybe this is your one-star Google review. Perhaps it's a card that they sent or filled in you know, online. And when it comes to first impressions, what we're going to be looking at primarily is, of course, this idea of I cannot access the information easily on my phone and my tablet. Something that Johnny discovered with you, but I want to go deeper. This is not about your website being shrunk to size to fit the mobile phone. This is literally the ease of access of the information. And we've got to be thinking about it. And there's some great examples, uh, sometimes very late comers into you know, getting it right. But if you look at the way airlines and banks and all the public services have gone ahead with making it easy to access, you get the answer here. The second complaint would be about the choice of text and photo. The complaint that you could read in a one-star Google review could be, nobody seems to be looking after this website properly. The copy is very personal. The photo look old, generic, and so on. Johnny and I get it. It's tough what we do. But literally, it is likely that the text on the website and the photos and more are the is the content you use for launch a few months or a few years ago. And people can tell. Remember, they spend so much time online, they have that skill set to be able to see through eventually, you know, some of the shortcomings. And the third com um, complaint, Johnny around first impression is navigation and the choice of the language and labeling of the various options. I cannot understand what the various options mean. It's too technical or too confusing or jargony. So you can see here that these are simple things that you can have a conversation with your colleagues. You can even ask people from outside your business and your industry and do some very, very simple adjustments. Let me move on now to the idea of the trust elements. So we have three common complaints for first impressions. We're going to have six for the trust elements. So, so my position, Johnny, is that be careful about under-communication. What I'm going to list for you are complaints about things that are missing, that people need to be able to formulate an opinion about your business, but also to lead to be able to trust your claims. And the number one thing is I cannot find 
testimonials and case studies from customers like me what we call relevant third-party validation. So there's two elements here. Sometimes you do have the testimonials and case studies, but they are tucked, tucked away on a page called what people say about us or similar. You've got to literally punctuate your, your website content and the flow of information with validation. Could be um, star ratings, could be short testimonials, could be long-form case studies, but they have to be easy to find and they have to be relatable because the story are from people like me. The fifth one we, is building up from first impressions. I cannot find real photos and videos. It all seems fake and impersonal or sometimes just a bit dated. Is it possible that actually your business has moved on? You're now entering new markets. Perhaps indeed, you know, you are guilty of undercommunication because the photos are, are too small, not enough details and so on and so forth. So think about this idea of visual storytelling. It is so important to people. And don't worry about perfection, something that we'll be tackling next week and the week after in the webinar series as well. And then number six, um, this is also linked back to this idea of sometimes it is hard to come up with a copy initially. So you do with what I call the first pass when you go for launch or even the second iteration. But ultimately, what you'd be guilty of is website content, which is talking about only about what you do. And you have to talk about who you help and how you help them. You've got to bring the customer into your content flow and information flow. I'm going to move on very quickly now to the next three common complaints when it comes to the absence of trust elements. And a close cousin to the third-party validation are the claims and evidence. If you are in an industry or you're making claims about your performance or about the impact you can have on a business and, and more, then you've got to back it up with evidence. You've, you can't just say that you're good at something. You can't just say, you know, our delivery is always within, you know, X um, hours. You can't just claim, for example, Johnny, by your contribution to the climate change um, um, agenda. You've got to have the evidence. And the evidence can be um, photographic evidence. It could be uh, like you had your performance of the product and services checked by an authority, but you've got to, to back it up. You can't just make claims, uh, not any longer anyway. Sadly, as we know, the internet is full of people making claims and underperforming. On the subject of claims, many of you, many of you, you know, will have feedback and, and congratulations and thank you messages on social media. You've got to bring them into the website. This is like literally one of the biggest issue about undercommunication. People thank you on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Twitter and more. And that's where it stays. But if you're a website visitor, you need to know that others are happy and you need to actually see it from the point of view of that very conversational style. So do that. You know, it's a very quick win for everybody. And then the final, final kind of top complaint around the absence of that will um, essentially stop me from trusting you sufficiently is back to the content. The content is purely prom promotional. I don't see your passion. I don't see that you're an active participant in your industry. There are no industry news gathering. There's no company updates as such. There's no free advice, free downloads, and all the many things that we'll be talking about next week in particular and more around your blogging activities and your kind of lead generation activities as well. So moving on then from those trust elements, we've looked at first impression, three things to get right. Trust elements have got six. We're left with the calls to action. So anything that essentially ask somebody to conclude their website visit with an action, getting in touch, subscribing, downloading, buying, uh, anything you want to do. And the number one complaint, Johnny, and that's one that's been going on for quite some time, 
is if we use a contact us page, the complaint, that one-star review, that kind of um, card or, or that kind of um, customer survey would say, this page, after I've visited you know, the, uh, all the website, is it let down? It's bland. It doesn't match the style of the rest of, the, of, the, of my experience. It does not inspire confidence. And actually, number one thing is, I am not sure what will happen next. I am not sure what happens once I fill in my details, once I share my credit card details, once I do. And the fear of the unknown is a real thing because please understand, you, uh, Johnny, and myself, all of us, we've been let down before by those online platforms. How do I know you know, one of those who are in the business of over-promising and under-delivering. I want to leave you with one visual from Autopilot um, HQ. This is, I believe, Johnny, the kind of landing page or contact us page of the near, near future, as in next year. So not only do you have the requests of the forms and all the things you can think about, but you will have a thank you video from a person that I can relate to. And you will have also testimonials about how good you are at keeping in touch or at executing on your promise. Yeah, I mean, I, what I can't believe is that even just on first impressions, you can lose up to 40% of your visitors. And it makes perfect sense. So not only have you got the battle of getting into Google, the rank, the being working on a device, but you get them there. And if they don't like what they see, 40% are disappearing. And then if they don't trust you, another 20 to 40% are gone too. Yeah. Mad. There's... Yeah. There's clearly so much to think about here, lots to think about, um, and uh, and we're bite-sizing this down over the coming weeks. Um, of course, uh, in the program, we're going to hold your hand. There's lots of uh, it's a it's a very immersive, uh, very um, together experience. There's peer learning. Uh, there's um, uh, there's, there's, there's going to be uh, master classes. It's all online, um, and that starts in February. The uh, launch, uh, the onboarding is the 31st of January, um, but the uh, the sessions start in February. So there's loads to think about here. Um, and um, next week's session, so we're very much looking forward to next week's session, which is going to be uh, next week's session. Let, I'll let you tell us about that. Yeah, well, we're going to really build on on today, and we're going to really go deep diving into the subject of trust. And same thing, we're going to have a spotlight from Johnny, you'll have a spotlight from me. I'll be looking at the four types of website visitors and what are they looking for, and how do you actually get the trust from the different types of wants and needs from those visitors. And you will be looking at the essentials. Um, kind of signals and, and more and content for the website so that you become a trusted brand and proposition in a very noisy, busy marketplace. So if you're looking to sign up to uh, to that, you can scan uh, this code here. Uh, and uh, so uh, uh, is this for the sign up for next week or is this for the website? This is for the website. It is for the, the summary website of the program, yes. Yeah, and, and actually, just whilst we're on that then, um, so just to just to recap, what the program is, because we, I don't think we made it clear in this webinar today, it's 12 weekly two-hour strategy masterclasses. There's a monthly half-day uh, mastermind event, and that's going to be uh, once a month for three months. You're going to have personal one-to-one -one mentoring sessions with either myself or Pascal. Uh, there's going to be uh, a uh, an ongoing podcast that you'll have access to, a private Facebook group, 
group. There's going to be pop-ups that's going to happen. Lots of support across uh, WhatsApp, uh, email, and phone. And of, and of course, knowing me and Pascal, tons of <laughs> templates and resources that you will have absolute access to. So we are really going to hold your hand with this. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, yeah, there's lots, isn't there? Yeah, and just to actually, I had a question yesterday from someone that, that had come across the message from our launch. And to be clear, because they were asking the question, this is not pre-recorded content that you have to kind of go through in a kind of online training style. This is live, um, direct, one-to-one and one-to-few and kind of uh, consultancy and uh, training. And so I, I think that's why it's so exciting. So yeah, for, for the 90 days, uh, Johnny and I are, by extension, you're kind of non-exec, not online marketing directors. Absolutely. Uh, that's the website if you want to have a look. Uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. Um, and uh, we look forward to seeing you on the next one, uh, which is next week. Um, for now, we've put a video together, which explains it all um and so we'll leave you with that uh anything else pascal no that's it thank you very much thanks so much for joining us we will see you all soon take care